What if the way you've been telling your life story reveals the secret to what is holding you back? Stories play an integral part in how we see not only ourselves, but the whole world. Stories are more than just an important part of communication. They also reveal hidden aspects of our inner talk, which can either support us or end up holding us back from the very things we want most in life without us even realizing it. Join author, mindset coach, and award-winning singer-songwriter Carrie Rowan on her show, Look for the Good, every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. when she shares nuggets of wisdom from her internationally best-selling book, Tell a New Story, Five Simple Steps to Release Your Negative Stories and Bring Joy to Your Life. Carrie's powerful stories and compelling guests will empower you to change how you look at your own life while giving you some powerful tools and tips you can use every day to help you feel better and move yourself closer to the life you've been longing to live. Hello and welcome, everybody. Welcome to Look for the Good. And I'm your host, Carrie Rowan, mindset strategist and life coach. And I love sharing nuggets of wisdom about the stories we tell each other and more importantly, ourselves. So join me as my special guest and we share our personal stories of strength and triumph every week here at Dream Vision 7 Radio. You can listen online on your mobile device, in your car, or ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 Radio. Tune in every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern to get real stories and tips on how to turn your story and your life around. And join us as we transform the world through love. Welcome, everybody. And I'm so excited. Before I introduce my special guest to you, I just wanted to say welcome. And I hope that you brought your stories and your open mind today. And we're just going to talk a little bit about how when we feel safe enough to share those stories, you know, those those stories, the ones that sit deep down inside of us, that we don't often feel we're safe enough to share with other people. And it takes a certain amount of vulnerability to be able to stand in that place and be able to share your story anyway. And we're going to talk about how stories can transform us, not only us, but our stories contain deep pieces of truth that when we share them with other people, you're reflecting that back to somebody. You're actually giving somebody permission to share their story on a much deeper level. And when we can get those stories up and out and share them with the world, they have a way of transforming not only us, the storyteller, but everybody who listens to them and all the relationships in our lives. And that's what we're going to talk about today here on Look for the Good. And I'm excited. Hello, Carrie. I'm excited to have you here today. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Carrie. It's so nice to join you here. I'm so glad you could make it. And Carrie Bailey brings people who feel called to make a difference for others on a journey to a higher love in their own lives through the creation of transcendent relationships. And Carrie partners with those who feel called to make a difference in the world to develop the ability to recognize and ignite the light within others through our transcendent relationships. And I can't wait to talk to you and have you on. And thank you again so much for joining us. I just love the work that you're doing for others. It just, it's really, it feels like deep soul work. It is. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. And share a little bit. How did you get started in this? And I, and I really love the story that you shared with me before about really kind of crafting your own, like really absorbing everything on a deep level, assimilating it all, and then coming up with your own strategies that you felt worked for deep transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I started as a marriage and family therapist um, in working with people. And um, I was just my whole life, I guess, I think officially it started as a therapist, but my whole life, like as soon as I could read books, I was, my friends were reading adventures and babysitting and I was looking in the middle school library for self-help books. 
because I just came from a really rough upbringing and it was just a dark and scary environment. And I was trying to just figure it out because I felt like I was alone in a dark and scary world. And so um, books became just a love um, and searching for all answers. And then that can, you know, I continued that journey through college and I had moments where I just, I, I don't know how you or anyone else who's listening to this has ever, if they felt the same way, but I used to as a little girl watched Disney movies and I would see like the challenge of, for example, Cinderella, and then we'd get to the happily ever after. And I thought, that's it. I just have to get to like find my Prince Charming and, and it will be happily ever after. And in my adult life, um, I just was looking at other relationships from the beginning and always just kind of observing and realizing that I didn't know how to create that. Um, and so I was always looking for answers and um, that just led me to graduate school and then working with people. And it wasn't till I was um, actually willing to look at my own stuff that I was realizing, um, wow, this is not only were people coming to me after they had tried to like 10 therapists, which, you know, I, I have wow. to hand it to them because most people like one or two, you, you start with sharing your story once or twice. And then if it doesn't fit, um, they're like, I checked that box and it didn't work for me. Um, and so I was just in awe as I was both watching their journey um, and also parallel um, in a parallel like way going through my own like deeper dive of what is this internal angst really within myself too. And so I was really just allowing myself to be in discovery with other people and always going to all the conferences I could go to to meet the people who created the models of therapy that the world uses. And I would um, walk with them and ask my questions and um, talk to them on the side. And um, I got to a point where all of the education that I had consumed and continued consuming for over a decade, it just, it felt like it was only scratching the surface. And so it, at one point I just set aside all of my tools and techniques and tricks and, and I just opened myself up to being led, um, really from, from divine source. Um, I call it God, whatever you guys want to, whatever anyone calls it. Um, I think we all believe in the same power, but I just opened myself up to be led on what to do in the moments. And, and I seemed to attract people who had been through intense trauma layered on top of other traumas. So both complex PTSD and PTSD, um, and really no one there for them in their life. And so as, as I was searching with them um, and allowing myself to be led it, I was just taught a completely different way. Um, and I just allowed it to kind of flow through me in the room. And, and I didn't really know where we were going. I was of course trauma informed because that was part of all the other like advanced trainings I had done, but um, it was just a much deeper dive into a remembering of who we are at a soul level. And it wasn't that I was trying to fix them. And it wasn't that anyone that came to me needing needed fixing and they weren't actually struggling. I think that they were just in discovery um, and ready for the next level. And so um, I spent like two years doing that um, and just allowing myself to be led. Um, and then, and then my own healing journey of like working with light workers and natural healers and studying Eastern philosophies and holistic wellness um, also completely shifted what I was doing. And so um, that's, that's how I came to what I'm doing now. 
That is really, really powerful. I love how you took everything. You've got both Eastern and Western, you know, your, your training was certainly, uh, you know, textbook and how you've combined that all together to make it all your own. And I feel like that's what the most powerful healers do. You know, they're led and then they listen. And it's really about the deep listening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, and and just a willingness to be with someone and and allow yourself to feel what they're feeling. And that was really also kind of a secret sauce. Um, And I realized that all the pain that I had experienced in my life allowed me to feel with them at whatever depths they needed to go into and not see them from a lens of them being broken or they needed fixing or it was seeing the wisdom hidden Mm. in pain and seeing their strength and the divinity within them and that they had all the answers that they needed within themselves and i just got to be present to them in a way that i was witnessing them discovering it and remembering it and it was just um, as you can tell just so incredible um the courage that it takes to really like confront those things that have been really painful Mm-hmm. in your life and to to emerge from that with a remembrance of who you really are. It's just I love really- that. It's so powerful. As you were saying that, I wrote down reminding them um, because I feel like it is. You're, you're sort of there as a guide and you just keep reminding them of who they really are. You're holding that higher vision of them in a higher vibrational frequency, if you will, and you're just reminding them and then you're reflecting that back off of them, right? And I feel like it's in that remembrance and also standing witness to somebody, you know, um, validating, of course, but standing witness is even stronger, I feel like, because it's a presence, you know? Yeah, and it is the presence. That's I didn't even need to articulate, remember who you are, or do you see that? It was in the experiences that that organically happened being in discovery together that that they were the ones remembering and and causing the remembrance. And so I wasn't even having to articulate that verbally. And so it really just was in being in the presence of like being love um, mm-hmm. and holding that stand for them of knowing who they are um, mm-hmm. so they can then discover it. And so I think that was it's just such a sacred honor. It's beautiful. I love the work you're doing. And it's just, it's, it's offering, it's an offering, right? You're offering them a vision of who they are so that, like you said, they can go back and then they remember, right? They just remember. And we do have everything we need inside of them, of us. And so sometimes people just need to be guided, you know, um, you know, by just being there for them and experiencing, and you were able to stand there and experience that trauma. And I feel like what, that's a scary place for a lot of people to go to what you said earlier about because you've been through it too and you understand it that you can stand there and hold that space and even enter that space without being afraid anymore and i feel like that's a huge part of transformation yes and so it's exactly what i was missing in therapy and in coaching and i tried all these other um and even transformational i kind of dove into everything um and it was the thing that it was missing for me was someone willing to go wherever i needed to go cuz for me um, I was off the charts with trauma, with what I had experienced. And I, you can feel where someone's willing to go with you and you can feel if they just are staying in this safe place up here where like, they just want everything to be sunshine and roses. And if you need to go deeper, you can feel the, the, um, their lack of willingness to go there. 
And I feel like that it, it is how we become a catalyst for other people to remember who they are is just being willing to feel with them without, we don't have to fix them. We don't have to silver line them. We don't have to do anything. It's through our presence of knowing who they are and a willingness to go wherever they need to go and they discover themselves. And so it's, that was the, that was the missing piece for me. And it actually, it wasn't a professional that, that connected those dots for me. It was a friend. Really? Um, yeah. I had this experience with this friend. Um, and I was at this point where I was still avoiding looking because growing up, essentially, I felt like my life started when I went to college because the rest of my life was behind me and I was going to create this new life. And I felt like the stronger I was meant that I would create more distance from my upbringing and that mm -hmm. part of my life. And so I was essentially like severed that part um, and just continued to try to move forward. And I had a friend. So fast forward and I was married now and I had three children and this dream job and this beautiful house. And everyone thought I had all the answers. And I did help a lot of people at that level um, of where I was. However, like internally, I, I was super lonely and I couldn't feel anything. My, my beautiful kids would put their arms around my neck and give me kisses and tell me they loved me. And I couldn't it, like it, it didn't penetrate and like I, I, I couldn't feel anything and I would see them laughing and I, I would just kind of look at them like, oh, what is that feeling? Because mm -hmm. I lived my life so numbed out. And so I went to a, a friend invite, a new friend invited me over for the first time to her house. And I walked in and there was like this tray of flowers on the floor and these little cacao cups. And she just invited me to sit on the floor. Cacao is like a chocolate. Um, and we sat there and she just looked at me and she said, how's your heart? And, and I, I looked at her and then I looked around the room and I was at this point, like a professional at deflecting <laughs> the yes, conversation. Of course. Me. And so, and I almost like, I was almost offended. Like, I don't even know this woman. How dare her? <laughs> like, but, and I realized too, that it was the thing that I was avoiding mm. is people seeing the wreckage that was there. And so, and I didn't want to look and I didn't want anyone else to see. And so in this moment, I like looked around the room and kind of gave whatever random, you know, like answer I could give to try mm -hmm. to change the topic. And she just smiled and she just looked at me and asked again. And I could feel in that moment for the first time ever in my life, the thing that I craved more than anything. And it was the thing I was trying to give other people. And it was, a willingness and an ability to go is wherever I needed to go. Because up to that point, I had only experienced people only able to hear like the tip of the iceberg and it was too much for them. And so there was like, she was just like a clearing or she could just go wherever. And it was with love and she wasn't trying to fix me or whatever. Um, and it just like, it gave me the courage for the first time in a like my whole adult life to actually turn and look. And to see how my heart was. And um, and I realized it felt like this shriveled up, dried up raisin with like a thousand stab marks through it. And it was like non-functioning. And in that moment, though, like I felt like I exhaled for the first time, like my whole life. Wow. Hard moments, you actually learn to like not breathe. And you just kind of keep holding your breath. And, um, and I just finally was able to exhale. And, um, and like in that moment I saw, like, I saw 
my, my capacity to love or the lack thereof. I saw the ripple effect for my children and my husband and that I was blaming him thinking he didn't know how to love me. And um, I saw like the fortress I had built around my heart to protect myself that had also now become my prison. And, and in that moment, like I, I was finally able to see and then take responsibility of, I can shift this. This is, this is about my heart and my ability to love and And I love my kids and I love my husband and I was willing to face what I wasn't willing to face before so that I could create an intentional ripple effect and not an automatic going through life numbed out, you know, way. So um, that really like started a whole journey of like deep dive for myself. That is so beautiful. I absolutely love that. We're going to pause for a minute, everybody. And if you're as connected as I am, you probably need a second to collect yourself. And we'll be right back after commercial break. Hold tight. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. Are you a hardworking business owner or nonprofit? Do you want a bank with a neighborhood feel that you can truly trust? At Webster 5, our mission is to support local organizations and the people who are building stronger communities every day. Webster 5 has a true understanding of the issues facing businesses and nonprofits. From day-to-day processes to long-term funding, our business banking team offers expert guidance and a unique set of tailored solutions. Visit web5.com to find out more. Webster 5, member FDIC, member DIF. Ever notice how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life? Ever wonder why you find yourself telling the same old story about yourself over and over again? Tune into this high-energy show with author and mindset coach Carrie Rowan to find out how to retrain your brain to look for the good every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Carrie uses powerful storytelling, easy-to-use tools, and inspiring guests to exemplify how a simple shift in perspective can bring miraculous results. Join Carrie on a journey into your own transformation that will leave you feeling inspired, empowered, and ready to find the good every day of your life. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. 
Hey, beautiful listeners, are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. Hello and welcome back to Look for the Good, everybody. Thank you for coming back and joining us. I'm here with Carrie Bailey. We are talking about some incredible moments of inner healing. And Carrie was just sharing this incredible story with us. And I just wanted to kind of summarize and 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 get her take on, you know, you talked about when we find that moment, when somebody sees us and holds that space for us where we can actually, you know, come to grips with what it is we are at actually feeling. Um, how does that have a ripple effect on everybody around us? Because a lot of times when we're healing, it is just inherently healing everybody in our lives, all the relationships. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely does. And sometimes I'd say it feels really chaotic and messy when you're in a he- your healing journey because it, it's just messy. You're like going in and cleaning out the closet of stuff that you've like shoved away and never wanted to look at again. And, you know, like when you're cleaning out a closet, like there's, it just can just be messy while you're sorting through things. And sometimes it can feel like you, and then you're accessing emotion that maybe you haven't before because you shoved it away and you can actually become a little reactive and irritable and all the things. So it can definitely um, be hard on our family when we're going through our healing journey too. But the benefit of it too, is that when we're willing, what I've discovered for myself and people that I've worked with is the ability to feel emotion. Like mm-hmm. I think the world focuses so much on be happy and, and look at the silver lining, which I love that you do with a deeper connection. Um, like you follow it all the way down. Um, but if you look at just the world, like in general, like they think that you're stronger if you were just, if you just stay positive. And if so much of the coaching is all around the ability to do that, to just stay positive, to see the, to see um, the blessings and the challenge, mm-hmm. which is, is that is beautiful. And that's true. So I don't want to lose that. There's an and to it. And when you're willing to go into the depth of whatever emotions that you haven't wanted to feel that you've avoided, that you think are negative, um, when you're willing to be present to that and allow yourself to sit in it and even learn from it it passes through you and it expands your ability to do that then for someone else and so for me with what i was just sharing is i wasn't there were emotions a whole like ton of emotions that i never wanted to go there ever for myself it was like i shoved them down locked the vault and wouldn't touch. You couldn't have paid me to touch that or face <laughs> that. And it's like, and I hear other people say this too. Like I already went through it once. Why do I have to relive it? Like, what is the point? And it's, there's really no point is, you know, how I saw it. Um, and, but you can't run forever. Like at some point the numbing out or whatever, you know, substances or whatever people do to avoid it or just staying busy or, or distracted, at some point, you just can't do enough of that. It doesn't work anymore. And, and there's a reason to that. And it's because those emotions are there for us to, there's wisdom in them. 
And, and unless we are willing to go into that, allow ourselves to feel it and find the wisdom hidden in the pain and then release it, unless we're willing to do that, we won't be able, we're not emotionally accessible to the people we care about. Mm. Like my, my kids would come to me with something that was an emotion I wasn't willing to feel. And I was like shutting that down. Like, oh, we're not going there. And I would give them whatever like line I was given growing up, you know? Um, and so that's just, I think that becomes our, our automatic way of responding to people, which is why I think people just feel disconnected and like they don't have mm -hmm. anyone to talk to. But when you're present for yourself, you're able to be present for other people and they can take you anywhere that they need to go and you can honor them in that journey and be there with them without it triggering you or without you having to avoid or then pass on your own conditioning of, oh, no, that's a negative experience or we don't do that. Or you just have to stay positive. Or, you know, I saw a woman with a shirt yesterday that said, like, fuck up, you know, or suck it up, buttercup. buttercup. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, so like we just got on to the next <laughs> Like I remember the first time I tried to tell someone about what I was going through and it was my grandma and it was, it took me like everything to like develop the courage to try to say something. And it was just after like a dare, you know, dare came to the school and said, talk to a trusted adult. Well, I don't really know if I trust any adults, frankly, but let me try my grandma. Um, and and, and I remember walking up to her and it, like, I could feel my heart like pounding out of my chest and I was so scared and like this. And I just, I don't even remember what I said, but it was something about how my mom was hurting me. And she just looked at me and she's like, we don't talk about that. Like, don't air your dirty laundry. No one wants to hear that stuff. And I just instantly felt so ashamed and so like embarrassed. And I learned to like close that up and just learn the social cues of like, just smile and, and, you know, deflect and let people talk about themselves. And like, they're not going to want to hear anything I have to mm -hmm. say. And, um, and it's just, you know, and, and everyone does the best that they can, right. With what they have and with Absolutely. what they want. Um, but I just think that's the ripple effect is we can be present in a way because we've done it for ourselves that our presence, like what my friends did for me actually ignites a remembrance you know and we our presence becomes a mirror to the divinity and the greatness within the person that we're there with when we're willing to actually like you know dig deep i love that and and i think the huge concept that you've touched on is in this day and age we are taught to you know sweep that aside get busy do head down just focus and get get done what you need to do and you know, people don't know how to feel, which is why they come out sideways, right? You know, they don't understand what it means to actually feel. Or what I found is even identify what that emotion is. Yeah. They might have an arsenal of maybe three or four emotions and that's it. Um, right. So what is that? How do I identify that? You know, and call it whatever name it is. And to, like you said, to sit with it, people don't know how to, it sounds so basic, but people don't know how to do it because emotions are just supposed to pass through us. They're not supposed to hang out in our cellular structure, you know, wounding us over and over again. So I feel like you've tapped into something really huge for the human race. Yeah. And can I just say this? Cause I just was camping with 140 yeah, like young women, like ages 11 to 18. And I think that the youth of our day are the greatest casualties of our numbing out and our- yes um, obsession with happiness. 
is because if we're still trying to like have a Pinterest life and, and be super like, um, Pollyanna about things, like, I don't know if everyone is going to re- know that reference. Um, <laughs> I think like, they will. <laughs> in or like, you know, um, they don't have anyone that's emotionally accessible and they're going through a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going through things that we never had to go through like COVID and, you know, it's just a different time. And more and more I see, I mean, I worked for a number of years with suicidal teens and more and more, they don't trust any adults. Um, and they start to just talk to each other. If they are talking to anyone, it's with their friends now about what they're going through. And there's this huge growing disconnect between parents and their children that we don't always see. And even I don't always see. And so when, when we live in this way of staying distracted and numbed out and, you know, staying above the emotion, because that's the stronger thing, that's the better thing, you know, so we think, um, our kids are suffering and they don't even see us as a resource, um, which really is, I think the biggest tragedy of this obsession with happiness or having the Pinterest life or the social media worthy, whatever. Absolutely agree with you 100%. I mean, you look around and if one out of kids, one out of 10 kids in that age group are having like a serious anxiety disorder, we got to stop and say, you know, social media is one piece of it, but it's not everything, you know, and it's affecting them. And then, like you said, COVID on top of that, and that affected their age group the most. They're still, I feel like wounded from that in a lot of ways because they missed out on some of the great stuff. Um, graduations, proms, whatever those small things, they're not small. When you're that age, it's everything. If you didn't get to go to your high school graduation, like what did you go to school for the last 12 years for? You know, it's like, so all these things, I feel like on top of each other compiled and then growing up with a phone in their face, Yeah, you know, and not really knowing how to connect with other people. And there's a lot of things I feel like that we just assume they know because that's not how it was like if growing up for us. We didn't have that. We didn't understand it really. And we're only just starting to unravel that now. And I still don't even think we know the reality of the effect on our kids, but I totally see that disconnect um, because we're all trying, we're all moving faster, trying to get more done, trying to achieve more. Both parents are working yeah, and it's just go, go, go. It's a hamster wheel and they get on it at about age four or five. Mm-hmm. And the attention span is shrinking and, and, so to set all of that aside is one thing, like to actually create the pause, but then also to be able to be present, to expand your attention span, to be present with someone enough to where you're not, you're not in your own drama and you're able to focus on them and be present in an intentional, powerful way. Mm-hmm. Like that's a shift that it's a shift from like the busy and the go and the like constant, you know, um, instant gratification mm. from everything that's around us. and. And, but it's a shift that I feel like is essential. And I believe it's the most powerful thing we can do for the next generation, even if it's your, not your own, not your child. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish I had someone, I had really good people around me, but I didn't know how to actually speak up because I tried and it didn't work out well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that to, to, for teachers, for coaches, for like an adult who cares about any young child in your life. Mm-hmm. I believe this is the skill set that we must develop. And it is the greatest thing that we can do for the next generation is to learn how to be present in that way 
mm. to them that they they have someone that they can talk to and not be judged and mm-hmm. and 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 can really just be a mirror to their their own mm-hmm. inner knowing, even though they're young, like they have an inner knowing that is smarter Absolutely. than we are. And and we don't need to give them advice, but we need to connect them to their inner knowing. Mm, exactly. And I feel like what you said is all about connection, right? They have to disconnect in order to reconnect again. And I don't, they don't have the skills. Um, you know, like when we were growing up, we ha- we knew how to talk on the phone. We had to pick up the phone and call our friends because there were no telephones. And so, you know, I asked my girls, well, it, oh, you're having a spat on, you know, whatever social media or texting does gets misunderstood. Well, just pick the phone and call her. You know, for them. I know, you get the doe eyes like, what? <laughs> you don't get it. We don't do that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but they crave connection and all the things that they do to try to feel connected are like pseudo connections. You know, like social media doesn't give you that depth of connection that we're talking about. And so yeah. I think it's, every, it's like the greatest human longing, but yet for them, it's been like stifled. Totally. Because they're so, their brains are so busy getting a dopamine hit every two seconds that they can't, they haven't stopped and, you know, said, okay, say, let's take a look at this. What are we doing? How do we, do I know how to connect to somebody? And I think it only really starts to come out when they start getting old enough to work and they have to make a phone call to get a job or, you know, even after they're out of college now, now what do I do? You know, it's like, how do I connect with people? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a sad situation. It really is. And, um, but I love what you said about finding a way to be there for these kids, you know, finding a way to, because when we get into our own selves, isn't that where it all starts, right? When we get deep inside ourselves, and I'm a big believer in meditation. Um, and when you find that time to be quiet, right, in your own space, in your own mind, and create that wave of calmness, then you can stand there in your secure place and you can handle any emotion or anything else that's coming your way because you have those reserves, you've built them up and much like stress is cumulative. So is the good stuff. And I think that's a really good message for people to understand. How can they do that? How can they be present for these kids? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I had an experience bodyboarding um, where I, I, there was this, I don't know if, have you ever bodyboarded? Um, I don't think so. You mean just like, like on the side of the beach where you run and like, jump well, or like, like in all the waves in all the waves, but like, instead of a long surfboard, you have this like shorter bodyboard is what they call it. Yeah. I don't know if I officially bodyboarded, but you know, I've been in the surf many <laughs> times. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I went, I, there was this moment that I needed to take the pause in my life. It mm-hmm. was the moment I was talking to you about that I had this experience with my friend, but before that experience with her, I went on a sister's trip and we went to, I think we were in the Dominican Republic and we went to this private little, I mean, I think it was private because no one else was there, but like this (laughs) little island and we were bodyboarding and I was watching everyone do it. And I was like, oh, that seems super easy, super fun. And I just kept getting pummeled and pummeled and pummeled. And like the waves would like shove me under and bend me in half the wrong way. (laughs) It was so painful. And so I just like, I just kept getting beat up worse and worse. And like, it it was really painful. And so I like, I sat on the beach and I just watched and I took a moment to just like get the water out of my nose and like (laughs) breathe. And, And then I was observing 
it, it kind of more, with more like intensity of like, what is, and I was just going to quit. I was like, you know, bodyboarding is it for me. It's not for everyone. Like I'm good. Um, and I was just going to like not engage. But as I sat there, this like voice came to me, like, try it again, but go deeper. And I was like, oh, and then I was watching, looking for people that were going deeper. And I went in and I tried again, even though I wanted to quit. <laughs> I wanted it to be over. I wanted the pain to end, which I had felt that way before in my life, really with the emotional pain. Mm-hmm. And this was just physical at this point. But I was also dealing with like, I've, I've like done all the check the box. I've even gone and got a master's degree. Like I know how to help other people. Like, why can't I feel happiness? Why can't I feel like, why do I feel lonely when I'm married and I have kids? Like, like, what is this? Um, and I just thought that I should have all the answers because I've like searched the world for them. Mm-hmm. And why don't I? And so um, that was also what was going on, why I needed a girl's trip. And so when I went in and I went deeper, it was it was like beautiful. It was like sacred. Like above, I was like getting like super beat up. And when I dove under the wave, it was like, you know, this like gentle, like they didn't even know that like what was happening, the abuse that was happening above. <laughs> like it was just so uh-huh. and I saw all these like beautiful fish and like it was just, and I just had this like epiphany of like, oh, in my life, I'm like staying at the surface mm-hmm. because I didn't want to dive deep. I didn't want to see and feel again mm-hmm. things that I was avoiding. And so it had me like interacting with people at that surface level too. And that's why I wasn't feeling connected. But also like what I discovered on that journey was I wasn't connected to myself. So I couldn't mm-hmm. connect to other people. And so it, it was this whole like diving deeper in the value that you actually find yourself again. And that was, wow. actually, I was looking for my husband to fill that void and he wasn't doing it right. And if he only, you know, changed in this <laughs> way, then I would be fulfilled. Like I was not like story. Um, but I realized that it was me. Um, and that's when I started to really look at, like, I've always since 11 felt this, this connection to a part of me that I didn't know existed before. And, um, I, I only know how to describe it as like, it's, it's our spirit, our soul. And I actually, and this is how I came up with spiritual fragmentation, which is what I talk about when we you know, we're looking outside of ourselves for answers and we aren't happy and we're lonely. And, um, and there's just a, there's this disconnection, but it's the disconnection from our soul and our spirit. Mm -hmm. And it's because of the experiences we've had in our life. Mm -hmm. We then no longer believed in our divinity and in our greatness. And, and we now took on the belief that other people, you know, were trying to put on us. And, and that creates this separation or this fragmentation from who, like the divinity and, and who we truly are. And so my work is helping people heal, you know, that spiritual fragmentation. And then, and then, you know, it goes into the relationship piece, but that's when I first discovered this like separation from myself. And it wasn't that I needed my dad and mom to have like, you know, been perfect parents and actually the challenge helped me discover these things. And it wasn't that I needed my husband to like, you know, follow my recipe book for how to be my husband, (laughs) but I actually needed myself and I needed to reconnect to the light and the strength and the divinity within myself 
And, and that's where I'll find the connection and the safety and the peace and, and love. And then when I connect to that and I'm filled from within, then I can then be love for other people and be that stand and that presence for them. That is beautiful. We're going to pause for a minute right there, guys. I know you're hanging on her every word, so don't go anywhere, Carrie. And Carrie, we'll be right back. (laughs) Hey, beautiful listeners. Are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. Are you a hardworking business owner or nonprofit? Do you want a bank with a neighborhood feel that you can truly trust? At Webster 5, our mission is to support local organizations and the people who are building stronger communities every day. Webster 5 has a true understanding of the issues facing businesses and nonprofits. From day-to-day processes to long-term funding, our business banking team offers expert guidance and a unique set of tailored solutions. Visit web5.com. To find out more, Webster 5, member FDIC, member DIF. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Are you ready to consistently be in the flow of success? Build an abundant business, easily find your right clients, and feel good inviting them into your community to do business with you? If your answer is yes, then you'll want to listen to Business Success with Human Design with Nancy O'Keefe on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Business Success with Human Design is a podcast designed to help you peel back the layers of who you've been taught to be and how you've been told to do business, moving you from overwhelm to a business model that aligns with your authentic self and feels right for you. Come and explore Human Design for Business with Nancy. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. 
Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Look for the Good. I'm here with Carrie Bailey, and we're having the most incredible, intense conversation. And I hope you're hanging on her every word like I am. And we were just talking about that incredible, incredible metaphor about going deeper, not only in the water, because when you stay on the surface, it's a bumpy ride. You get you get bruised about. And when you go a little bit deeper, you actually find it's calmer. It's beautiful. That's where the fish are. That's where nature hides its beauty. And so maybe for the listeners who are thinking, wow, that's me. I can totally relate to what she's saying. What's something that they could do to help themselves swim just a little bit deeper in their life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually there are two things um, that I thought. So the first is to remember who you, to begin to remember who you are. And when I say that, I mean, we all have a human side of us with these like knee jerk responses. And that's like a well paved neurological pathway in our brain. Um, but that's actually not who we really are. Um, we all have also this divine essence of who we truly are. And that is our higher knowing. And so um, we get caught up in this like reactive responsive and that's our human. So I think people, um, and I did too, confuse this to be, well, that's who I am. And mm -hmm. that's, not. and so I think just knowing that you, we all have this divinity within us. Every single human being alive has this higher way of being able to love if you can only access it. And so knowing that um, it's about creating the pause in our life. For example, um, it would be as simple as in a moment that you feel all riled up and triggered, creating that pause, um, which is like, even if you were to like, take a breath from the belly, like, and let your stomach like expand as you inhale and then allow it to compress back to the spine. And just that actually shifts your whole body from fight or flight into a state of calm. And if you can give yourself even three to five breaths before, and that actually, like, it might sound really easy, but when you are like feeling an emotion that's uncomfortable, our knee jerk response is to react. So even just creating that pause is amazing because then you can respond intentionally instead of react. And um, something that I like to do that I need to do all the time and I should do more. Um, my kids tell me. Um, so it's a journey for all of us. Um, but when we feel triggered or like full of emotion um, or even at the end of the day, just allowing yourself to get present to what's happening in your body and allow yourself to just feel it and see if there's a lesson or something there because it's usually an unresolved or like a, a part of a, a part within us that just needs to be felt. And then just with your breath, with your exhaling, I'll just release the tension because it, it's about first getting into the body and then to the part that isn't the mind or the body. It's deeper than that. That is the place. And we, it's about like learning to calm the human body and mind so that our true essence can emerge. We, we just have to create the space for it. And so um, I like to do this at the end of every day too, to just like kind of decompress from my day. And then I can like feel into, and then I can realize, oh, I think I was short tempered with my son. I need to go apologize or, oh, I just need to be really present and honor myself in this, you know, and, and, and it gives me like an ability, I call it present moment processing. You're not going in and digging into the pain of your past yet. But what you are doing is practicing creating the pause to move from being reactive to intentional. 
mm-hmm. and you're honoring your experience and knowing that it actually isn't the kid or the husband or the what whoever like stopped you or you know cut you off on the road. It actually isn't about that. It's about what's happening within you. And so um that begins a practice of being intentional and turning inward so that you can then be prepared to dive deeper. I love that. I know everybody's going to love that. That's really fabulous. And where can they find out more? Where can they go and find you? And and what if they want to work with you? How would they do that? On my website, Carrie Bailey, C-A-R-I-E-B-A-I-L-E-Y.com. That's where you can find me. I'm really not on social media yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not leave yet. (laughs) That's okay. I love that. And, you know, the breathing you mentioned, you said, I know that sounds simple because I find with a lot of clients too, when you give them something simple, they're like, oh, that's way too simple. But actually, like we were talking about before we got on, look how simple nature is around us, right? It really is very simple. And we as humans try to overcomplicate things. It's in the simplest exercises that I feel like you can have the most transformation. Don't you think so? Yeah. And you think it's simple until you get triggered and then like watch your response, like, you know, begin to notice when something or someone, you know, does something that irritates you to pause and breathe and be responsible to calm yourself down and be like responsible for how you respond in that situation. That actually isn't, you know, that's, it's a bit more complex, but it's, it, it is the thing to then begin the shift into being turning inward. And and Mm -hmm. you have to be able to calm yourself and turn inward to then be prepared to go deeper. And you need to be able to learn how to calm yourself. I mean, that is such a huge skill because again, as we were saying, we're all mirrors of each other and we're teaching our children, not with our words, with our actions. So when we show them, "Mm, hold on a second, I need a minute to just find myself and get centered again. I'll be right back. When we show them that even mom needs to do that. Mm-hmm. We're teaching them how to do it without actually sitting down and teaching them how to do it, right? Yeah. And now I have a 15 year old who will be like, Mom, I thank you. And I love that because <laughs> we like it, it, it's not a destination, it's a journey, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm still human and in a human body. And I'm, I am also a divine being, as are you and anyone that's listening. And so it's the both and we, we're just in this human experience. And so we have to learn how to work with our the human part of us. And I love that now I even have kids that will reflect this back to me. Great. <laughs> <laughs> They're so great. You know, I love it. Like people, it's funny. People will say that to me all the time. Like, well, do you, I think you need to tell a new story about that. You know what? We're, you know, because that's what my book is all about. People yeah. throwing our own work back at us. Um, yeah. But in a really... <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard actually <laughs> but in a really good way because that means they're listening to us and that means they're learning it too yeah. and then that means they care right they care they want us to walk our talk and they care and then there isn't anybody that's going to keep you in line more than your own teenager when it comes to yeah. walking your talk right and that's it that's it like i feel like you know if we're talking about the ripple effect that we're going to create in the world it has to start within ourselves and in our family like it just mm-hmm. has to for it to be authentic. And so for me, it, it it is my greatest life work is within the walls of my own home. Yeah, it's so true because it is where we're most challenged, right? And those are yes. our most intimate relationships. And 
especially when it comes to parenting and then never mind even parenting, but the relationship, our intimate relationships, that's where all the gunk comes up. That's where all the stuff, right? Yeah. But, but you know, what's really cool about that is I feel like it's, it's designed that way. It's designed to, to be our greatest and most confronting mirrors so that we figure it out because the thing that we all want is like true lasting, like love and healthy relationships and connection. Mm-hmm. And, and I think our intimate relationships are the portals into our highest consciousness and our highest ability to create real meaningful impact in the world. But it has to start within ourselves and in our home um, because that's, and they deserve the best of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that. That's really beautiful. It's a beautiful shift in mindset for people to have and just to practice your presence in your own home. And then it's the gift that you give to not only your your family and everybody that you care about there, but then everybody else in the world, your friends and and everybody else that you know. So this has been so amazing. I can't thank you enough for coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And it's been really great to connect with you and to dive deeper. <laughs> and to dive deeper. Absolutely. <laughs> and remember, you can find her at CarrieBailey.com. It's Carrie like my name, except there's one less R. So C-A-R-I-E-B-A-I-L-E-Y.com. Check her out. She's got a lot of resources on her website, a lot of really incredible information. And I was honored to have you as our special guest here today on Look for the Good, everybody. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. Be well. Thanks for tuning in to Look for the Good with your host, Carrie Rowan, best-selling author and mindset coach. Join us every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. right here at Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. If you weren't able to catch an episode, no worries. Just visit our website to find all the archived episodes of Look for the Good on demand so you don't miss a thing. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. For additional resources or to find out about how you can work with Carrie directly, visit CarrieRowan.com for more details. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.